My name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our faith walk with Christ. I always say, faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Now, talking about power of God, we are super delighted to have been in our very first fasting, 21 days closer to God. So Yemi, what are you going to enlighten us with today? Well, like you said, Philio, we're taking this brief intermission between seasons for a 21 days closer to God fast. And during this period, we're fasting and keeping ourselves in prayer, worship, meditation on the word as we grow closer to God. Each week um, during this 21 days, we have a theme and this week's theme is hearing God's voice. So we're going to look at the scripture in first Samuel chapter three, verses one through 18. Um, I'm going to read from the ESV version, but feel free to use whatever version you like. And it begins. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At the time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was laying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was laying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of, the God, of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am for you, for you, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you, lie down. So Samuel went to lie down again, and the Lord again said, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you, my son. Go lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And so the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose, and he went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling the same as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which two ear, the two ears of everyone who hears will tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I'm about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until morning, and then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell, e um, tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, here I am. And Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me 
that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it's the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Amen. 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 So we pick this as our reading for um, our week themed hearing the Lord's voice, because clearly God is calling, right? And in our fasting group, we shared the sermon um, by uh, by uh, Stephen Furtick from Ev Evolution Church. And I think it, the title was like, what's my calling? But it talked about this particular passage. And I actually like this passage. I think in the last live, I actually mentioned it, but I, I was like, ah, Samuel, I couldn't remember who it was. But I like this passage because when we're trying to get closer to God, and we are called, we're dying to hear God's voice. Some of us don't really know what God's voice sounds like. So that's <laughs> the question like we're asking, like, well, what does God's so voice sound like? Mm -hmm. So the first thing we see in this is this passage is when God calls Samuel, he doesn't recognize that it's God. So he goes to Eli, right? He goes to the person who's always who's calling him, the person that he's he's apprenticing for. Essentially, Samuel was an apprentice to Eli to become a priest uh, or a servant of God serving in that temple. And so he hears his name and he goes to Eli and he does it several times, even though Eli says, I'm not calling you. Right. He doesn't say like, if it's not Eli, who can? he doesn't even question it. He just gets up and he goes until Eli is the one who has to tell him like, oh, it's God that's calling you and you need to answer him. And what's great about this is that Samuel learned to hear God's voice based off of what someone else told him, which is which is crazy because, right, like we were talking about us like hearing and being attuned to God's voice. But sometimes we need people to kind of encourage us in what God sounds like. And, and you know, one of the things that I've heard before is that God's word doesn't contradict himself. So he's not going to tell you anything contrary to the Bible, right? Like he's not going to uh, say something that he didn't say, right? Like he's not going to say, go kill your neighbor. <laughs> like he's, he's not going to say that. So you can't be like, God told me to do it. That's not going to happen. So right. that's just one of the ways that we can learn to, to hear God's voice. But also in, in Eli telling Samuel to go lie down, we know that um, Samuel heard God's voice several times and in not recognizing it, he never, he wasn't able to, to answer. So he heard it, but he wasn't listening. And I think sometimes that's one of our struggles with trying to hear God is that sometimes we're not actually really listening because there's so much noise and so much distraction around us that we can't really hear God's voice. We can't discern his voice from maybe other voices, maybe our own voice. I know sometimes I say, did God say that or does it me? Right. Mm -hmm. Who is the one talking about this? And I have to ch I have to check because I got an attitude. So <laughs> if, if, if it falls in the line with having an attitude, I'm like, all right, all right that's not God. But <laughs> the fact is that God kept pursuing Samuel, right? Like he wanted to talk to Samuel. And even the fact that Samuel didn't recognize him or didn't, le um, didn't listen, it didn't mean that God wasn't patient. It wasn't like God was going to be like, you know what, this kid, 
it just keeps going to Ayla. I'm just going to find somebody else to talk to and deliver my, my message because he had a specific word. He wanted to deliver a message through Samuel to confirm something he had already told Eli. He told Eli a message about his sons who were doing horrible things at the temple, the temp, the, the doors of the temple. And how it worked back in, back in those days is that you would inherit your title. So if your father was a priest, you would become a priest, right? Like he would teach you those ways. So you would inherit that. And the priest had authority, right? Because they were telling you the, the word of God. And, and it says that the ark of the Lord was in there, in that temple. We know that the ark of the Lord was very powerful. I mean, going back to the days when we were in the power prayer line and we were talking about the battles of the Bible and they took the ark of the Lord with them and they couldn't drop it. And, um, you know, if, if the ark of the Lord was stolen by someone, then calamity fell on them. And so, so here they are in the temple with the ark of the Lord and Eli's sons are doing everything bad, right? right. <laughs> like they're telling, they're stealing from the people who are coming to worship and offering sacrifices. They're yelling at people. They're beating up people. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And God is like, these are not my servants. These are not my representations on earth. I can't have it. I'm going to like, he pretty much said, I'm going to wipe out your clan. That's what he said to Eli in, in, a, in, a previ in, a, in previously. And Samuel, he said that message to Samuel again, so Samuel can confirm it for Eli. And now the message didn't have to go to Samuel to confirm it. It could have come to one of Eli's son because God already made the decision and he could have said, and even if the son may have repented, I don't know, it still would have come. It was the still thing would have come, but he went to Samuel and he was patient with Samuel who didn't know the Lord at the time. Samuel was just a, a young boy who was serving and doing everything that Eli told him, but he wasn't, re, he didn't really have this close relationship with God. But when it was time for God to speak to him, he did it multiple times, mm -hmm. which means that when God is trying to get our attention, he's going to try multiple times. He's going to continue to speak to us. Sometimes we're going to, we're going to recognize it as something else, right? Like I was just thinking about it and then it's on the television. I was just thinking about it and I, and someone called me up and said the same thing. So when God is trying to get your attention, he's going to do it multiple times and he may even try to do it in a different means to get your attention. We know God speaks to other people. God speaks in dreams. It may be this voice that you're hearing when you're meditating. It may be something you glean when you're reading the word and you're like, that really struck a chord with me. But I like that God doesn't give up. So as we're drawing closer to God during this 20, 21 days, and we're asking to hear God's voice, we know that God is going to continue to speak to us. We just got to know his voice. Right. And we got to tune out all the other noise, right? We got to make sure that we are decisive in saying like, yes, that's God's voice. Absolutely. I mean, thank you so much for, you know, for really, uh, explaining that because I think discernment is extremely important. What people sometimes don't realize is that God speaks to us in different ways. For me, God speaks to me through my dreams. I am I don't dream frivolously, but when I do dream, it is so to the point and so crisp and clear that when I wake up, I physically can can I, like all of my senses are attuned to to that dream. Now, 
what has been happening is that because sometimes, you know, like, you know, my, my life, you know, I have a new job, you know, I'm going through a, you know, just a, some, some turmoil that I have been experiencing from my past relationship and just dealing with, with so many things that's going on in my life. I find that I'm not dreaming as much. So the, another way that God is speaking to me is this soft voice where it's not like I actually hear this, <laughs> you know, Morgan Freeman kind of like God like <laughs> voice, but it's like soft and it's, it's like, it's it's persistent and sometimes i have to say is this you know um it's my instincts is this just my paranoia or is this really just god just speaking to me so that's the time when i try to quiet down more and that's when it starts to get really loud and i'm like okay no it's not paranoia it's not this it's just not me tripping no this is actually god speaking to me and i'm also finding that the more in tune I'm becoming, the more my choices and my path just seems more clear. So I'm really excited about getting um, closer to God because I think that with the fasting, you're also purifying your soul. So you're making yourself more of a vessel for God to work through. Yeah. I, I love that you said that, that you're making yourself as a vessel because we are offering our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, right? Like we're opening this channel of exchange. We're saying, God, I'm giving you my body um, in however you're fasting, right? Like we're doing the clean eating, we're fasting for 17 hours in a day. So we're saying we're, we're presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice Holy, hoping that it's holy and acceptable unto you. And what God does is he takes the sacrifice and he says, it's acceptable. I'm going to speak to you. And um, because that's what, that's what we want, right? Like we want to get closer. He's like, I'm going to draw, I'm going to draw nearer to you. I'm accepting your sacrifice. So in this time, like in this fast period. I mean, it hasn't been that many days, but it, even in our first week, I've, I've had revelation, right? Like I've mm -hmm. had revelation um, from God and I know it's God speaking because it's an epiphany. And I'm telling you, I don't have epiphanies on my own. Mm -hmm. I pretty much say the same things over and over again. My perspective, my worldview is a pretty fixed, Right. I had a couple experiences. I've learned from a lot of people. And so my worldview is pretty fixed. So the things that I say, um, the way that I interpret the world is the same. And having like some of these epiphanies and I really, really want to share it. But I know like, you know, we don't have that much time. And and, and it would be great to share this on the live tonight. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been the best thing from this fast for me in terms of communicating with God is journaling. And journaling is one of the things that we're doing during this fast period. Um, and we want to make sure that we're journaling every day. We're spending time with the word and um, we're using a guided book that gives us prompts. And so, like the first two prompts were to were, were to pray for other people, mm -hmm. which is, is a really interesting way for you to recognize some of the things about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's like interesting that I know this is God working, right? Like he's not holding something in front of me and saying, this is you. He's not showing me the mirror. He's telling me to pray for someone else. And in me praying, I'm like, oh, oh, I need to repent for some of the things <laughs> that I've been thinking and saying, right? Like, mm -hmm. 
we got to pray for people who don't know God. Like that was the first day. And in, in doing that, like before you even do it, like you're doing this reflection and you're talking about the things that you desire from God. And after that, they ask you to pray for other people who don't know God. And I'm like, wow, how lucky am I to know God? that I can have this time to commune with him. And I'm praying for people who don't know God, who don't have this, right? Like this is a foundation that no matter what's scary in my life, I still trust in God. No matter what situation I, I am going to, I can pray to God and believe that things are going to change. But for people who don't know God the way that we do, or who haven't accepted Jesus Christ, they may be on shaky ground and have nothing to stand on. Right. Like they're constantly falling. They're constantly in turmoil. They're going to say, I'm going to do it by myself. But when you don't have the answers, it's hard. But we know God has all the answers. So that was the first one that I was like, all right. I was complaining that God wasn't giving me the answers. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to hear your voice, but you're not being clear enough. I was accusing. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you're not being clear enough. And then when the prompt said, pray for those who don't know God, or don't have a relationship. I was like, wow, look at me accusing God, but I have this relationship. I mm-hmm. have this ability to talk to him. And I was like, okay, I got to stop complaining and be more open to hearing him. And like you said, it, it can, it could be a soft voice. He can talk to us in different ways. Usually how God talks to me is that like, I have an overwhelming sense. I have like this overwhelming feeling about something, right? Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm reading the word. Maybe I heard something on like the scripture reading or in my group, or I'm, I'm thinking about it, right? Like I'm thinking about something that happened and I'm trying to, you know what you do, you play it over and over in your mind, you're rationalizing a different scenario, a thousand different scenarios. And I'm doing that. And then someone or something happens that confirms what I'm thinking about with um, what I'm, I'm struggling with. I haven't told anybody, right? Like these things are, I keep internally, but there I go, like I'm reading an article or I, I go into a prayer group or even like, even talking to Philia, like as we're doing the podcast, like we talked before and I have this revelation. I'm like, oh my God, that's God. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how God talks to me. Uh, like I have a sense about something mm-hmm. and then I get confirmation that kind of like expands it a little more. Mm-hmm. And he can talk to us in different ways. And I want to be more open to hearing him in different ways because I've so much blocked out God by creating so much noise for myself. Like I gave, I also, my additional sacrifice was TV because I watched so much TV and um, I had a revelation about that um, yesterday because even though I gave up TV, I was on YouTube and I said to myself, well, it's YouTube, it's not TV, but I wasn't watching a lot of stuff. I was watching sermons, but I really wasn't paying attention. I was watching them and working at the same time. So I I can't really focus too much on it, but I'm like, why is it that I need background noise? I was, I was, I was playing gospel music. I'm like, why do I need so much noise? Why can't I be quiet? Why can't I sit quietly? and focus on one task? Why can I sit quietly and focus on God? And I realized that I don't, I may not want to hear from God because it may not be what I like. It may be like, 
Yemi, I've given you this, I've given you this conviction and I've told you to do these things and you haven't done it. And you keep complaining, but I've asked you to move and you haven't taken one step forward. You haven't had faith in me. And I'm so afraid of being convicted like that, that I'll listen to anything else. I will play the TV all night. I go to bed with my phone playing and when my eyes close, I turn it off. That is so how much I do not want to be alone with any other sound. I don't want to be alone with my own voice. Wow. I'm like, I had that revelation and I'm just like, wow, I'm so glad that I gave up TV because God is showing me that if I want to be closer to him, if I want to hear his voice, I need to take out all the noise. Because like Samuel didn't know God's voice, right? That's why he kept going to Eli. So no matter what I'm hearing in my life, I may think it's like from the TV. I'm like, oh, the news just said it. That's why. Like I'm discounting how God talked to me right. because anything that's confirmation, I'm attributing to something else, no longer to God. Mm. I love that point, Emmy, um, because I think that by blocking out the noise, you can actually have one single focal point in who really is the main, you know, the, 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 the main purpose of this fast. And I think that's the reason why you were able to recognize it. Um, you know, I, there's so much to say about this that I think it's really important for us to say for the live, but I just wanted to say that, um, that I think that this journey is really going to help us see all of the trials, tribulations, and successes, and hopefully all of us will be successful in getting closer to God in these 21 days, because I think this is the test. This is our test in a sense, you know? So I, we thank you for tuning into this podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on how God uh, spoke to Samuel. Before we end, we have a few announcements, and then we will close with a prayer. We are super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesday's weekly YouTube live discussion, where we will be discussing our journey during our 21 days closer to God. This will take place tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. We'll be releasing more information every Wednesday via podcast to get through this. Now, Treading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, just spread the news and follow us. Click that like button, and then you can comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, if you haven't done so already, we are still continuing to fill our jars of joy with a note, a scripture, a prayer, or just something God has done for you in the name of Jesus. Now, it's not too late to catch up. We are only in week 18. Now, in the last podcast of the year, we will empty out our jars or our boxes and take turns reading some of our blessings. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer, specifically praying from the text of the Bible. Now, God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, you are our God, and we seek you earnestly, Father God. We seek you as we undertake this fast. 
We bow before you, Father God, and we ask you to purge us of all unworthy thoughts, all unworthy words, and all unworthy deeds. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Keep us strong during this fast, Father God, and alert us during this fast. Protect us from evil. Protect us, Father God, and deliver us from temptation and steer our minds and our hearts away from all distractions. Help us to bring our spirits, soul, and body, and mind into subjection and focus them only on you, Father God, whom all praise belongs to. Father God, you are great and awesome, God, and you keep us in your covenant of love with those who you love. You keep your commandments, Father God. We ask that we give you to ourselves, Father God. We ask that you continue to love us in the way that we deserve and need, Father God. We love you more than these things from which we fast. We seek you, Father God, during this time, and we ask that you comfort us and give us all of the things we need so that we can no longer seek pleasures on the outside, Father God, but only seek pleasure in your word, in your grace, and your mercy, Father. Father God, we ask you during this time to continue to stay with us, to continue to pray for those who cannot pray for themselves, to continue to watch over all who cannot watch over themselves, Father God. We ask that you humble us during this time where we can learn to discern and hear your voice, Father God. Father God, we are praying that you can speak to us during these days that we are going and growing closer to you, Father God. And in this journey, Father God, there will always be temptation, but we ask that you keep us focused, focused on your word, focused on, on everything about you, Father God. Stay with us during this fast, Father God, that we may not wear in our devotion to you, Father. And remind us always, Father God, the purpose of this fast so that your voice can be revealed. Father God, we ask you to continue to be our strength and our rock and our redeemer. From the words of our mouths to the meditation of our hearts, may it be acceptable and pleasing to you. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all continue to pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. We can't wait to see you all tonight on this podcast to discuss our journey during our 21 days closer to God. Until then, always remember to be kind to one another. We love you and we'll see you then. Bye.